the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tonio. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Thanks for tuning in today. You're listening to The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is a special day. It's a date day edition of the program. You know that means Paula is live in studio with me. If you have any questions or phone calls, uh, if you need any encouragement at all, all you have to do is call us. Dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're out in the freeway or the streets driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR app. Just hit the Call Now button, and you will be connected directly to the studio producer. Let me apologize for not being here live yesterday. I was here, and I could have been ready, but I couldn't talk. As you can tell, I still got some voice issues, but I'm a lot better today than I was the last couple of days. So hopefully with Paula here, I, I looked and looked and looked and said, well, I can't talk very much. So who talks a lot? You better watch it. <laughs> and date day came at just the right time. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you made up on that one or not. But anyway, I'm here to help bail you out. But that was not a very nice introduction. I didn't mean it any other way than nice. Okay, well, do do better. Start over. Okay, I don't know anybody who talks a lot with as much encouragement as Paula. Okay, that's that's better. But what you normally say is... Oh, she's beautiful. There you go. Okay. That's, that's all she was hoping for. <laughs> I was going to say another word to you came with it. Anyway, thank you for welcoming me to your kind of my show. <laughs> and I will do my best to bail you out. But um, So anyway, so I want to uh, make sure that the ladies all know that they are invited to this Saturday is the women's clothing exchange that we have here twice a year. Um, and you don't have to bring clothes to get clothes, um, but there's and there's always a lot. And it's not just clothes. Sometimes there's shoes and there's robes and there's, you know, uh, belts and purses and stuff like that. So that's, I think it's 10 to 1. Uh, I'm pretty I, sure I, it is. I, I usually get here around, when I'm in town, around 9 because I help set up and stuff. But I think it's 10 to 1. Yeah. And anybody, everybody can come. So. Okay. Here at the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So what's on your heart today? Um, and then also I want to be sure to every week uh, from now on to invite people, ladies, to our women's retreat. If the if you're a senior in high school up until as long as you're living, you're invited to come. And that's going to be. Are you listening, Kuka? Yeah. We, we need you there. Yeah. Kuka told me the other day, as long as I'm breathing, I'm there. Yeah. So, uh, but it's March 7th to the 9th at Camp Buckner in Burnett, Texas. And uh, the theme is glory, where we're going to really focus on um, God's glory yeah. and how we can uh, give him more glory as we live our lives out for him. 
that as we walk around this life, we're shining for him, and maybe we'll be like those, the lights, you know, at night on the house. Um, the bright white ones, the yellow ones kind of repel the bugs, but we want to be those bright white lights that, not that unbelievers are bugs, but <laughs> as I'm saying that. Sometimes. But, yeah, I was. I was just wrong and, and a pest, but we want to invite the all the ladies to be able to come to our women's retreat. Saved or unsaved, you need to be there. Well, Paula, you and I, uh, this programming note also, we will not be on live tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a, a rebroadcast tomorrow because Paula and I are leaving town. We're going to be in Garland, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, doing a marriage conference for the next uh, three days, Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm going to be preaching in the church up there. Um, but, um, Paula, you, you know, whenever we do marriage conferences like this, there's so many things that go through our minds. What's the Lord been sharing with you in your heart? Um, well, I was thinking about this last night, and so, you know, especially on Wednesday nights, I put this pen and paper by by the bed, and so here's the very first thing I wrote. You know the scripture says, forgetting what's behind and pressing on, and then I, and then I have, but yet, the Lord, you know, he reminds us all the time to share our testimony, and so you're constantly going back and remembering things that, in a lot of cases, you want to forget, um, and so... Forgetting what's behind, and yet, I'm going to be sharing my testimony again, you know, at least parts of it. Oh, Ron the Jerk is going to make an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think I put Ron the Jerk in my my testimony, but I probably do say it often, huh? Yeah. Do I? You know, one of the things, and you've done women's conferences, we've done marriage conferences. Whenever you have the breakout with just the ladies... Mm -hmm. I come back, and they look at me completely different like, you jerk. <laughs> I try to tell them that you're a Second Corinthians 5.17 guy, you know. <laughs> but, you know, what happens is, and I've been praying this, too, because when you share your testimony, sometimes the enemy takes you all the way back, and I see you as Ron the Jerk myself <laughs> <laughs> when you're, you're not, you know. And, and I've been praying for I started to say 100 years, but that would be a lie. Um, for a lot of years, Lord, I want to be a gracious forgiver, you know, um, because even when we do marriage counseling and the people are coming in here and they're saying some of the sort of the same things that we already went through, I'm like, yeah, girl, I know. Let's just get a two by four and hit them upside the head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's get this thing taken care of. But um, you want to not go there. You want to you want to understand um, that it's the enemy that's been the boss of an unsaved uh, husband who's been helping him push all your buttons. Um, and, and as unbelievers, we're just, even as believers, we're geared to be selfish. We're just wired to be selfish. But as a believer with the Holy Spirit living in us, we can say, no. You know? That's why we have to die to self. Jesus said do it every day. Yeah. But yeah, we're all jerks. Uh, you were a jerk, but I was a jerk at I just didn't want to see that for a long time. You know, Paul, one of the interesting things that, that um, I've been dealing with, now we've done really well this time, but th- there's there's always a lot of spiritual warfare that goes on before these things. Mm-hmm. Um, with me not feeling well and not being able to talk, maybe that was a blessing, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to talk to people about arguing. We're going to talk to people about their sex life. We're going to talk to, to, to husbands and wives about being partners. I'm going to talk to men about not being jerks and, and not, not saying the, the woman submit to me thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the enemy doesn't want people to hear this. And so there's always a lot of spiritual warfare. Um, it's going to be raining in Garland tomorrow. It's going to be cold this weekend. Um, I just, but, but you know, the Lord always breaks through. And it's really, really neat to see what God does. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes you the most uncomfortable about doing these things? Um, well, when you said we're going to talk to people about their sex life, oh, you know, and in front of, I don't mind so much when I'm talking to just women. But I know there's the first session you and I team teach. Now, we won't start right off with that, right? 
Oh, do you want to? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I know near the end, at the end, there's a Q&A. So that's kind of, you know, I can always defer just like here on the radio. If somebody asks a question and I don't want to answer it, even in, in, in person, I can just turn to you and say, go on, Pastor Ron, you do that. You know, but it's always a little bit uncomfortable in front of the men when, you know, and, and with you, I never know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness, Lord Jesus, please help this man to say stuff that doesn't embarrass me or, you know. So I never embarrass you. Well, <laughs> you you might make now, me blush. True, tr- okay, that's okay. Okay, okay. But truth moment, I speak so highly of you. Yeah. Always. Okay. How could you be embarrassed? <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. <laughs> How's that? Because sometimes it's just like I cannot believe he just said that. You know, the, the, you mentioned the Q and A. Uh, a lot of conferences don't do that, and we find that's one of the most productive things because after, and it'll be the last session that we do, okay. so there'll be four sessions prior to that, mm-hmm. and it gives them a chance to, to sort of wrestle with the things that they've been hearing and learning and then put it into question form mm-hmm. in a way that gets really, really practical. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I want to be sure of, Paul, is that we're not going there to make people laugh, although you always do. Mm-hmm. We're not going there to um, paint an idyllic picture of marriage, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know we're, we're, we're going like, to deal with it's things. It's not about like be like Pastor Ron and Paul. No, yeah. but but uh, we want this to be about Jesus. We oh, want to understand that a marriage uh, is hard work. It comes as a result of faith and growing in faith. Mm-hmm. It comes as a result of dying to yourself, but most importantly, that it comes by trusting God to do His part. When you do your part, mm-hmm. you know, you can't say, okay, well, fix my husband or fix my wife mm-hmm. and then kind of sit back with your arms folded and wait for Jesus to do something spectacular yeah. because Jesus is going to speak to, to the individuals there mm-hmm. uh, about themselves. Mm-hmm. Husband can't fix the wife and the wife can't fix the husband. Mm-hmm. God will fix both. If, if, if the individuals will simply say, okay, Jesus, I repent, I'm going to do my part. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's uh, always a um, pretty deeply cutting time, um, but sometimes you need to cut before you can heal and get well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just asking people to trust God. Yeah. Um, you know, I, in one of my things that I will say, because, you know, what you're saying is for years I was praying that the Lord would fix you oh, or kill me, fix you for a long time first. You know, yeah. you know, really, I was praying, please do something with this man kind of thing. I want him to be, you know, nice. Take me to church. Be good to me and the kids kind of thing. And I just remember, you know, yelling out because um, I was getting a little frustrated with the Lord. He was taking just a little bit too much time <laughs> for me but to fix you. And the Lord was saying, and I'll say this too, Paula, it's not about him, but you. And this is the thing that cut me so bad. Jesus saying, your heart is far from me. Yeah. But it's his fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, and, but see, that's so important because the person who wants God to fix the, their spouse, that person's heart a believer for sure, but that person's heart is the one that refuses to look in. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to blame. You know, one of the dynamics that we always get, because there's always people that get frustrated with us and, 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 and sometimes occasionally even angry. It happens on this program in the past when we've talked about marriage. We'll get people that'll call in or they'll send in uh, emails, uh, and usually it's the men because they'll say something like, well, Pastor Ron, it's not always the man's fault. Well, when I'm talking to men, it's always the man's fault. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to ladies, it's yep. always the lady's yeah. fault. Yeah, yeah. And the reason is because that's the only thing that you can fix. Yeah. Personal responsibility. By getting is, right with the Lord. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And what we want to do is we, we want God to, to, to fix those problems that we perceive are relevant um, without surrendering any part of our heart. Yeah. And the man who says to me, 
uh, after, especially after a weekend conference like this, well, you just don't understand what my wife is like, and it's not all my fault. Uh, and I just look at him and say, did you hear anything that was said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God speaks only to you. And if you're waiting to do right for her to get fixed, then there's no possibility no way that this marriage work. can be saved. Yeah. One of the promises you know, Paul, I'll make at the beginning of every single conference that we do like this is that people can go home from this conference and never argue again. Mm -hmm. They can go home from this conference and have their marriage on a solid foundation being built by the Spirit of God uh, and things can get fixed. But the choice is theirs to make. And too often it's, well, you don't understand her or you don't understand him. Um, and that's one of the dynamics. That's why we always insist on a breakout session, you with just the ladies and me with just the men. Because they've got to look at them themselves. That, that's, you know, you, you were praying, and, and I know you always say this kind of kiddingly, but it, it was real. Um, Lord, I'm in love with you, so kill Ron with a Mack truck. You, that's what you always say, mm-hmm. run him over with mm-hmm. a truck. Mm-hmm. And bring me the Christian man that you... That Head you have waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way your prayers could be answered. You know, uh, the ladies will always at the, at the conference like this. How did you do it, Paula? You prayed for 13 years for your husband to get saved. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't have taken 13 years if your heart it, was right. I, I know, and I'll tell them that. But it's really yeah. important yeah. that they get that and mm-hmm. apply it to their own lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, being self-centered. Self, I just it was all selfish motive, you know. Um, I wanted my life to be easy, I would fix you, you know, no problems. You wash my feet, scrub my back. I mean, you know, everything was about me, 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 and how I felt, you know, because because of my my sad kind of unfair upbringing. You were supposed to be the 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 knight on the white horse to come in and rescue me and make all my dreams come true. Yeah, the problem is that that, <laughs> that happened when we were so young that I was just a kid. Mm-hmm. I was a cute kid. You were a very cute kid. But, but I was, we were just kids. Yeah. And we didn't know right from wrong. No. And we were doing right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a difference too. <laughs> And I'll share that, too. But, you know, and I don't want to say everything that I'm going to say at the conference on the radio because some of the people are, are going to make the whole drive up there. And if I tell them everything right now, they're like, I could have stayed home. She just told me everything. But, um, no, they, it's going to be good for the people to, you know, once they leave the conference uh, on Friday night before the full day on Saturday um, to go back to the hotel and um, – kind of think about some things. Maybe not just do the same old regular thing that they would do at home, but what did you get from this session? What did you get from that session? And um, I will probably, I don't know if I'll ask in the dual teaching, maybe you could ask this, but without maybe a show of hands, how many husbands said, honey, there's a marriage conference. Let's go. What do you think, Pastor Ron? Yeah. Um, the pastor. <laughs> yeah. They're there at the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, one of the things that we know breaks our heart is we've we've got some ladies who who desperately want their husbands to take him and they won't. Yeah. No, don't need to go to that. We're fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But but it's a special time. Yeah. It's a special time. And um if we can't have a marriage that honors the Lord what would make us think that we have any standing to ask him to do anything for us? Yeah. You know, one of the, uh, it's nothing official, but, but sort of the verse foundation of this whole marriage conference for us, every time we've done one, and we've done a whole bunch of them over the years, mm-hmm. has been the same thing. Jesus said, if you find your life, you'll lose it, but if you lose your life for me, mm-hmm. you'll find it. And uh, we want to put that into into sort of practical um, the, the the reach of the people mm-hmm. so they can lose their life yeah and and then find out the abundant life that Jesus will give them yeah and I know you know we we think about 
and talk about what we would have missed had we just given up. You know, in my uh, in the first session when we were doing it together, um, you know, Jesus told me I wasn't even saved. But when you came to the front door, you know, I heard that voice say, "This is the one for life." And what happens is, you know, we say I do, you know, forever and all that stuff. I'll stay in sickness and health, richer for poor. But then we're in the back of our minds saying, as long as that one does what I want, meets my expectations. Um, really, because uh, the divorce rate in the church, again, is the same as in the world, which shouldn't be. But Jesus told me that day, as an unbeliever, I heard that voice in my head, in my heart, whatever, um, say, this is the one for life. And then what happens is life happens and well, this is not how I expected my life to be, and so maybe I didn't hear right. So I need to have this one be dead, and there's another life partner that you really meant. you know. And so we change our minds when God already has it set. And boy, oh boy, over the years um, of us trying to undo what God had already said, he, you know, he... he People go to hell over his dead body. Well, he was making sure we weren't going to mess up our life. He had a plan, and he kept intervening with pregnancy number one, Ronnie. You know, and me, in my mind, I always thought, when I get married, I want to be married for life. And if I get pregnant, there's no even a thought. Now, this is before I was saved. I knew there's no way I would even consider having an abortion. And so here I am married to, okay, here it goes, Ron the jerk. And he's not treating me the way he should. And so did God really say? Did God really say? And so, okay, now I'm stuck in this marriage. That's how my attitude got because I was growing ever more bitter. So I'm stuck in this crummy marriage, and I'm going to stay here, Lord. You can hear the attitude, I think, in my and if you can't, since you can't see me, you know, I got that head thing going. Um, I'm going to stay here, Lord, uh, but whatever kind of a thing. This is not fair. So a year goes by, and, okay, we're separated again. And that's when I find out I'm pregnant with Terry. Oh, man. God said, yeah. And it, you know whose baby it is because you haven't been with anybody else. And just that one time when you made up and now you're pregnant, go back, go back home. God used our kids to keep us together. And he's working. By the way, today is Terry's 46th birthday. 44. 44. Ronnie's 46. Yeah, Ronnie's 46. Okay. So yeah. today's Terry's we'll be 46, 44th yes. birthday. Terry is 44 today. I know you're not listening, son, but happy birthday. We love you. I told him just a little while ago that we were going to be on the radio Two o'clock his time, so he may be listening. I don't know. So happy birthday! Yep, and and we have other people who have birthdays on this day too. Um, Nia, happy birthday, Nia! She's fourteen. But God was making sure that we stayed together because He had a plan. And just think, we could have chosen. And I'm going to talk about Naaman. You know, uh, when the king said go over to see the prophet, what if he didn't go? What if Naaman, after uh, Elisha sent uh, this messenger, you know, go to the river and and dip seven times, what if he would have said no? We could have insisted on, yeah, God, you're good, but you're not that good. I'm out of here. I know you said this is the one for life, but it's just not working out, and so I'm gone. We'd have messed up big time. And, you know, Paul, it's in these tough choices and circumstances. When we get disappointed or when things don't meet our expectations, that's when our faith is tested. Uh, and and we demonstrate who we've really been serving all along. Yep. You know, we say we're Christians. We say Jesus is Lord. We say we love you, Jesus. But because things are hard, I'm not going to do what you told me to do. Or I'm not going to honor my promise to you. And that demonstrates the, the darkness of our heart. Yep. 
um, it demonstrates our perspective is is earthly rather than heavenly. Yeah. Uh, I, I think of the, the disciples continuously walking through Jesus' ministry with them, saying, well, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of God? And, and you know, it, it's because they were looking from uh, their perspective at a solution that seemed right to them. And God was then, he is now, just looking for people who will simply obey him and trust him yeah. and really believe. And this is a, a question that I never ask anybody to answer publicly, but I'll ask him in this conference, to, 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 this is just between you and the Lord. Do you really believe that God is big enough? If you get right with God, do you believe he's big enough to change your spouse? Mm-hmm. And uh, the honest answer is, is nope, we don't no. believe it. And I want him to be like the, the, the boy who was possessed by a demon. His father said, Lord, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. Yeah, yeah. And, and because you've lived through this, you're uniquely qualified here to... Um, uh, to to teach on it, because what I'm going to say, your first time you ever this ever happened is when you went away to Bible college, and then you come home that weekend, you know, and say to me, we're going to San Antonio. Pray about it. The Lord will speak to you and change your heart. We have 30 minutes left in the program. If you have some calls or questions, marriage questions, or just any kind of questions at all, 340-9585. 3409585 this is the day day edition of the word to stand up for life we'll be back in 2 minutes Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the program, 340-9585. Whatever is on your heart or mind, we'll do the best that we can to answer those questions. We're talking about marriage uh, because we're doing a marriage conference this weekend, but... um, we're flexible. Mm-hmm. I'm flexible. You are flexible. <laughs> when since, did that happen? I was going to say, since when? Yeah. <laughs> Just a minute ago, you got that? So the gift of flexibility? You know what I'm going to uh, say to the, in the, in the dual group, is that neither you nor I knew how to be friends. We didn't know how to be in a marriage because we didn't have good role models. Um, both sets of our parents argued a lot. I, my parents argued so much, I just couldn't understand that. Um, but they really didn't seem to like one another. And how that breeds such insecurity in the kids, and it's also learned behavior. So the, one of the reasons why I say people are the way they are for a reason is just that. You know, just... Uh, it, why were they married in the first place? You know, just arguing all the time and uh, just. What does James say about the source of those arguments? Yeah, don't they come from uh, your desires within you? You don't get what you want. Yeah. And so you argue, fuss, and fight. See, uh, uh, one of the. And I don't give anybody at these things any wiggle room. Um, we made promises to Jesus. Men are supposed to represent him in the home. But wives are supposed to be aware of his presence in the home. Um, and, and the most controversial thing I'll say all weekend, and people always get flustered with me when I say it, is that there is never, ever an excuse or reason for raising your voice in anger at your spouse. How would you ever explain that to Jesus? Um, you know, as we grow in our walk with Christ, we've been walking together now for 20, almost 20 years next month for me. And, and, um, uh, as we grow, we've made lots of mistakes and, and there would be those times where I get angry with you and walk out of the house because I want to, okay, I'm just going to go pray. I'm going to act like the spiritual giant that I'm not. <laughs> and, and I'll start to fussing to Jesus about you. And he always stops me in, in my tracks. And he says, excuse me, just, just wait a minute. You're, you're talking to me. 
So let me get in a word edgewise. Mm -hmm. Who are you complaining about? Mm -hmm. Are you complaining about Paula who prayed for you for 13 years? Mm -hmm. You mean beautiful Paula? Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, he just says, Paul. and then he says, are you complaining about the one that I call precious? Mm -hmm. That's his name to you. And, and see, one of the things I learned really early in my walk with the Lord is that there's no way I can win that argument with him. If you prayed for me for 13 years, if he calls you precious, mm -hmm. I'll add one more thing to the pot here. You're the only person, the only human being on earth who's always and only wanted the best for me. Even when you weren't rightly representing the Lord. Um, how can I win that argument? How, how would I ever explain to Jesus raising my voice in anger, calling you names? How would I ever explain to Jesus the things that my children might have heard me say about their mother? And yet we rationalize like, well, you know, nobody's perfect. We're all humans and humans are going to argue. But you don't have to argue. All you have to do is agree one time forever that we're going to agree to agree with Jesus, whatever the problem is. You can have your opinions. I can have my opinions. They can be just as different. There's no two people on earth any more different than you and I are. Mm -hmm. And yet we bump fists all the time saying we're perfect for each other oh, yeah. because Jesus has, has bridged that, that, that breach. And um, if we both want his will to be done in our lives, and if it's true that his will has been revealed to us in his word, then all we have to do is open the Bible and find out what God wants. Mm -hmm. That means your opinion doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. We're both subservient to the opinion of God who saved us, who, who gave his life as a ransom for us. And who gave us this wonderful life. Whoever would have thought pastor and pastor's wife mm -mm. all those years ago. So if we're doing what he wants and we both agreed to do it, where's the argument? There's mm -hmm. simply no basis for arguing. That's right. Uh, you know, every once in a while, because, you know, you don't wake up as cheery as me and, and um, you're not as sociable as sometimes I would want you to be. You know, so every once in a while I get a little frustrated and the Lord will say, say like for you, he says, you're talking about precious. To me, he says, you mean the one I love so much? He loves you so much. And um, so it's like, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. He says, you don't mean it. <laughs> just kind of like that, you don't mean it. I was like, I know I don't. I'm just frustrated right now, but that's selfish too, so... He'll just say, get up, go kiss him, go hug him. And so, yeah, I understand. And then he'll say, and I say this to you quite often, you're the one for life. <laughs> right? You're the one for life. You know, Paul, it's true. The, the things that we're, were different about us are often the things that attracted us. You know that's right. And then as we sort of get selfish and... <laughs> grow old together. Mm -hmm. um, they're the things that irritate us. And I think this, the, the, the arguments and the difficulties are all steeped in, um, well, I want to make her more like me, which would make our house really, really boring. Or you saying, well, why isn't he more like me? Which at sometimes would make our house silly. You want me to say it crazy? Yeah, silly. <laughs> Uh, fun, you're mm -hmm. fun, mm -hmm. but you know, God in His wisdom put us together because we balance one another out. Yeah, we do. And if we forget that, um, then we're, we're we're denying the work that God has done. So it's just really important that we remember those things. Let's break for a phone call. We got Ray calling on line one. Ray, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi guys. Good Hi, morning from both of you, and have a safe trip. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Okay. Um, you know, we're talking about frustration, and I wanted to be happy. Send me the one that you really meant. And all, you know, and I, and I went to my closet, and I got two shirts out, T-shirts. And one is from one of my favorite short-lived TV programs, 
the Duck Dynasty guys, you know, that made mm-hmm. money and had had a kind of a short-lived TV show, and it says Duck Duck Commander, happy, happy, happy. And the other one that I grabbed to go along with it was uh, Joy of Jesus uh, 2017. <laughs> and I was think, musing um, that it seems to be those are, those are kind of, we can confuse them and be frustrated by one or the other and Sometimes I wonder, can I be happy and not have joy, or can I be joy when I'm not happy? Can you can you get that along a little better than I can? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. hang up and listen. Thank you, Ray. I think that's really important. I'm glad you, you brought that up. You know, uh, Paula, I, I would say we are really happy people. I think so. But nobody's happy all the time. No. Uh, our hearts get broken. Uh, we watch people's life. Lives deteriorate mm-hmm. uh, unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, we we lose people that we love, uh, some of them tragically. Um, we watch people make horrible choices. Um, there's always that kind of pressure, uh, and it would be a lie to try to pretend like that doesn't affect things. Um, the difference, however is that in those moments when there's nothing to be happy about, our joy remains. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again, Paul writes, rejoice. And we don't rejoice for everything, but we rejoice in everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're happy. Uh, Our our home is a a happy place with two completely different people. our home is a happy place. When people visit our home, uh, they know that Jesus lives there. Um, and we don't yell at each other, and we don't, um, you know, we, we might mutter under our breath in a bad moment about something someone said or done. But the truth is, we're so grateful for what God has done that there's no way to be anything other than, than happy and joyful. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not always happy. But we're always filled with joy because of it. The, the joy uh, is because in his presence, there's a fullness of joy. And even if, like we were saying before, even if I'm not happy about maybe a decision that you made, I'm still full of joy because I know that Jesus is leading you. You know, and if you made a decision, say, for instance, if you made a decision in your flesh, I still have joy in knowing that God loves me so much that he's going to fix it. Um, and so that's where the joy stays for uh, us as a married couple. On those days when you've gone out, you've stomped out, you know, frustrated or whatever with me, and I just have no idea why you ever would be. Yes, I do. Yeah, but, and, and I, just be, I never stomp out. Oh, well, that's what I thought you said. Did you no. slam the door or anything? I don't remember no, you slamming the door do or anything. That. No. Actually, I don't even know when you go out see, the house See, that's frustrated. The key. That's I'm the like, key. why are you saying this? Because you are never frustrated yeah. with me, I baby. May be slam- I may be slamming doors in my mind okay. or in my ugly, ugly part of my heart, uh-huh. but I, that behavior never comes out. So sometimes when you come back, I'm going to say, when you left, were you frustrated with me? Because <laughs> I need to know now, see, what can, I, what can I do to fix that? But anyway, um, but I have the joy of the Lord, the confidence that he's with you and he's dealing with you outside while he's with me dealing with me inside the house. Mm-hmm. That's the joy that he never leaves me. And he's always what we say is I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Jesus never gives up. His love never fails. It, it just, he won't go away. Um, and so that's my, that's my joy, that he's always there. He'll never leave me or forsake me. And, and if you, you mentioned if I made a decision that you're not happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, um, God is able to change that. I've been uh, wrong 100% of the time. Well, but but see, and the, the the thing is, you've got to you've got to go talk to the Lord, and I've got to talk to her. But but this is one of the really important things that I want to communicate this week, and 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 I wish every person listening to this radio program would hear this. Um, 
we make decisions in partnership. I'm not a dictator. You're my partner. You mm-hmm. love me. You want the best for me. Mm-hmm. Nobody else does all of the time. And I want to follow the Lord, but I want to know when I make a decision, especially one that affects you, but, but I also use this with, with decisions that affect the church or, or anything else. I want to know that I'm hearing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there's no better source of that than running it by you and saying, you know, would you pray for me? Would you pray for the... the tell me what you think the Lord is saying. Mm-hmm. And that way, when we make decisions, we're committed to doing it together. And um, in, in quiet, I've raised my voice. Nobody ever hears it uh, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I never could explain to Jesus... Why would let that ugliness come out and affect you? We simply don't have the right to mess with people that Jesus loves. And for me to to get frustrated and impatient with you and short-tempered would be messing with you. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm scared to mess with anybody (laughs) Jesus named Precious. (laughs) So, Paula, we've got uh, Joe on line one. Joe, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, guys. How are (laughs) y'all? Hi, Jill. We're doing okay. Thank you. Doing well. Thanks. Good. Good. Well, I actually forgot it was date day, but I just have a question about the study last night, actually. And um, I was turning there to make sure I get all the names right, but I'll give it a shot anyways. Um, So when Shimei was shouting uh, curses towards David and his company, and Mm -hmm. Abishai, did I get those names right? Yeah, right. Okay, Abishai um, was saying, "Hey, let me go, let me go, quiet this guy, right?" And David, David, now Pastor Ken explained it, but I didn't understand it. Um, he he said that at first he said the Lord is telling him to do this, or the Lord might be telling him to do this. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't understand that. Can you clarify that for me? Because I know also he was saying that it's the accuser that accuses. So yeah. can you mm-hmm. give me a better understanding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can, Joe. Um, I didn't hear the study last night yet because I I did I, I couldn't talk. So mm-hmm. go ahead, Paul. Um, but he was saying that uh, David was staying in the presence, kind of like we're talking about now, in the presence of the fullness of joy. So David wasn't um, saying, you know, God told him to. He was just saying, um, go ahead, let him talk. You know, yeah, he did say God told him to, but David was recognizing that Shimei isn't the enemy, but that the enemy is the enemy. The enemy is using Shimei, and 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 Pastor Ken was saying we need to remember that as well when people are coming at us to remember that it's that the enemy is using those people, and and not to lash out, recognize that that's a trap that the enemy is using for us to respond incorrectly. Like, hey, who do you think you are, you know, talking to me this way? Um, But that the enemy, so it was a test. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So just a follow-up question then. Would would, um, would it be a good assumption to say that David was saying the the Lord allowed it? Um, I don't like that term, Joe, but, but let me tell you what David was doing. There are two things that are, are more important here than I can communicate. One, David was humbling himself because he'd messed up so mightily that he's thinking, you know, if, if God is judging me, then I deserve it. Um, so maybe this is, is God's way of judging me. That's what he's saying. Um, no, no, when Abishai said, uh, want me to kill this dead dog? Abishai was one of David's mighty men. Mm-hmm. He could have run him through and no problem. But um, what David was doing was relying on the sovereignty of God. If this is from God, who am I to fight it? I deserve it. But if it's not from God, then I'll be uh, vindicated and I'll be back as the king and that's going to be okay. At this point, the circumstances looked like David was going to lose. And uh, Shimei was quick to jump on that bandwagon. And David was simply saying, in the sovereignty of God, 
I'm, I'm willing to rest in that sovereignty. I'm willing to rest in his purpose and will for my life. And if I deserve this, I only get what I deserve. If God rescues me, it's just because God is merciful. So there's a lot of things that God allows, Joe. But when we Christians can't explain something, we either say, well, this is from God or God is allowing it. Which, when in reality, there's just we live in an evil world where all these bad things happen and we can't escape them. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 it does. And, and that's where my question came from was I was thinking of Job, actually, and God allowing um, Satan to torment Job. And so that's why I was, I was wondering if it was the same kind of scenario or... But again, he mentioned that the enemy is the accuser. And so I understood mm-hmm. that, that perfectly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that, Joe, that makes sense. In questions like this, always remember Joseph in Genesis chapter 50. It's Paul's favorite mm-hmm. verse. Go ahead and say it, Paul. Mm-hmm. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, the saving of many lives as is happening yeah. today. But you know what else? Uh, the Lord is watching and he's rooting. That's what Pastor Kim was saying last night. The Lord is watching us and rooting for us. Um, to respond rightly, just like you're saying with Job, when Job said, you know, though he slay me, I will still trust him. The Lord was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I wanted him to say and do. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Cool. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Sorry for the you. Yeah. Three four zero. <laughs> I got to keep my voice at a really low register, uh-huh. or, or it, it, it's. I, I'm Do the Barry White thing for me, baby. Go ahead. Barry White voice. I don't have one. There it is. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the things. No, <laughs> I, he's, he's messing with my <laughs> monitor now. You tell him to make you tall. So now um, he's making your voice. D- deep. D- David was was a man. Yeah. Was never more evident than on his deathbed when he whispered to his son Solomon. Oh, yeah. You go get Shimei. I make his gray head go down to the grave. Yeah. So. Um, um, justice is always served. Uh, David didn't have to fight for himself. Uh, at this moment, he realized that, that he was in the hands of a God who loved him. Mm-hmm. And when we understand that, mm-hmm. then, um, then it's easier to trust in his sovereignty. But, but again, one, uh, Paul, I don't, it's, it's always difficult for me. We, we, we so try to explain everything. Well, God didn't stop it, but he's allowing it. Well, there's a car wreck going on somewhere. Did God allow that? No, it's just two people not paying attention and 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 cars wreck. Yeah. So it's not one of those things where we have to have an answer for everything. What God wants us to do when we have those difficult circumstances is to trust in Him and in His sovereign will for our lives. And if we can do that, then we can glorify Him in the in the process. We don't always have to understand why things are happening. And the whole book of Job that Job uh, mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the one question that rings out from Job, from Job's wife, from Job's uh, friends that weren't so friends, um, uh, the one question that keeps ringing out is, why, why? why? Mm-hmm. It's the only question he never answered. Yeah. It's the question God never answered. And it's a question God will not answer in your life or mine. Mm-hmm. What he wants us to do instead of asking why is change one letter and ask who. Mm-hmm. And if we can trust in the who, then we can get through yeah. those difficult things. Yeah. yeah, Knowing that Jesus is, again, always with us. Okay, Lord, here I am, but I know you're here with me. So how can I make you smile? What do you want to teach me in this? How can I bring you glory in the situation that I'm presently in? Um, Instead of saying, well, why am I here? Well, you're here. So let's walk together through this. And that's a great picture for marriage, too. You know, if the marriage isn't what you hoped it would be, um, don't ask why. Um, Ask who and glorify God where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says, let no man put us under, you know? And I, I said this to you earlier today, you know, you pick me. <laughs> Most men are the ones who say, will you marry me? And she says, yes. I picked good too. Well, thank you. Well, she says, yes. And once, you know, cause Jesus comes to the wedding. Once you say yes, you're supposed to be a man and a woman of your word. Are you a liar? 
or are you a truth teller? If you're a truth teller, you'll live that. And so let no man put us under. And so even if it's just you, I want things my way. I want my own space. I want my own. I want my, 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 my. Don't invade my space. Personal pronouns never work well in a conversation with the Lord. Yeah. yeah, Never. 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 And so um, I, I usually tell the ladies, you know, learn what your husband likes. Learn. Speaking of you pick me, another well-known... No, you pick me. I mean, well, but you I mean, you were saying that to me. Oh, okay, yes. Um, uh, another well-known <laughs> Christian, a, a guy who's really been strong in his faith, Tim Tebow, um, got engaged today. Oh, and, congratulations. Yeah, uh, to, to a former Miss Universe oh. from South Africa. And, and, you know, he's just the happiest guy in the world, and she's the happiest girl in the world. Both of them strong believers, and... Yeah. And uh, he waited and waited and waited and saved himself a great lesson, trusting in the sovereignty of God. He's taking a lot of flack for that, too. I'm sure he has. because Saving himself from marriage. Yeah, because our ugly world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me introduce you to my Miss Universe wife. (laughs) Worked out pretty good, didn't it? It sure has. Oh, I'm happy for him. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, he's been having a couple of rough years. We're about a minute and a half left in the program. Anything you want to say? Um, yes, I love you very much. And to tell you the truth, I think, did I ask you to marry me or did you ask me to marry you? Or do uh, we just, all of a sudden, we just like, let's get married. What I think we had a child coming and we both knew that that was wrong. Well, we wanted to give our true, child true, true, true. some legitimacy. Mm-hmm. So I think we sat down one morning and said, let's do it today. Okay. But I, but we were going to get married even before oh, that yeah. and situation just mm-hmm. Turned out where it didn't. Happen. I was cute and you couldn't control yourself. That was it. That's, That's it. Oh, what? Uh, That's it. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You're today. still cute. Hey, we would appreciate your prayers <laughs> this weekend. Pray for my voice. I don't want to inflict this on the people up there, but we would appreciate your prayers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You've been listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life, the date, the edition, program, and we're grateful that you do. May the Lord bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.